Hello, and welcome to Thrive, a podcast that gives you strategies and inspiration to help you live your best life. Learn from us, two cancer survivors, as we show you how we don't just survive, but thrive. We tend to be pretty positive here on the Thrive Podcast, and we do that because we want to teach resilience and how you can go through a hard time and you have choices and you can help yourself and you can help yourself move forward and and elevate yourself and feel as good as possible. But sometimes it's important for us to kind of maybe take a step backwards and get really real. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk a little bit about Garth and how he's feeling, how he's doing. Because as many of you know, Garth is dealing with an ongoing chronic situation. And he's been going through treatments, which I'm sure he will bring you all up to date on in a few minutes. But lately, Garth hasn't been feeling his best. And that's been, this has been going on for a little while, and, and we really haven't talked about it, but we feel like it's important to show this side of cancer because we don't want to just show how you overcome things. We need to show the honest, real side of how sometimes you just really don't feel well. And so that's what this episode is about. And it is really hard because I think one of the things that you and I have done together as people, and obviously that filters into the podcast is really trying to stress resilience and positivity and good thinking and wellness and how that can help you get through a difficult diagnosis or or any difficult situation that you have in your life. And I have to say, I have not felt myself, and, and this will probably surprise you, although I think that you've had an inkling of it, but I haven't felt myself in five months. Yeah, no, I, I did know that. But a lot of times we, we focus on just you and I as friends outside of the podcast. And then, of course, on the podcast of how the importance of attitude and your the, your powers have uh, the thoughts of the thoughts that you think really have power and can impact how you feel and things like that. But it doesn't it doesn't always work. There are definitely times when, you know what, you can be as positive as possible and you're still going to feel like shit. And I I kind of think that's where you are right now. And I I'm actually really glad that we're taking a little bit of time to be honest and to talk about it because I don't feel like we're really helping people if we don't show the reality either. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the one of the struggles I've had with the podcast actually is that to a certain extent I have felt a little fake. Not that not that I'm not, you know, giving it my all and not that I really, you know, I, I certainly still enjoy recording and I love coming up with our episode topics and I really am loving uh, getting awesome guests. But we haven't really acknowledged the fact that outside of the podcast or outside of things that are public facing, that my private side lately has been really not good. Yeah. All right, Garth. So Let's just let's just tell everyone exactly where you are in treatment, what's going on, and we'll take it from there. Because sure. I don't feel like a lot of people really even know. Well, so I, I look at I look at this in two different ways. I look at it in kind of like the the short term what's going on right now, but the I think one of the overriding things that is kind of weighing on me is the fact that, you know, for all intents and purposes I've had cancer in my body for 2,364 days. 
and okay, so I'm not counting. It's not like I've got a little whiteboard and I put up a little hash mark every day or anything like that. I did have to look it up. Um, but that's, that's a really long time. I mean, it's, it's been, um, you know, to break that down, it's six years, five months. And I, you know, I think the reason you went back and you kind of looked it up to be completely honest is because I think lately you've been feeling like, Oh, I'm sick of this. So over it. How, yeah, I am so over it. How long have I been dealing with this? I mean, I think that's kind of where you were when you were kind of like, let me see exactly how long it's been. And so it's been about six years and, and six, six and a half years. Let's just yeah. kind of say yeah. that. Well, and, and even longer, if you consider that I was diagnosed with cancer the first time about 10 months prior to that. But yeah. but literally since that that second diagnosis, I've always had cancer in my body somewhere, somehow. And I think one of the reasons why this is going to sound really silly, but obviously my mind is it, it draws a lot of connections where there might not necessarily be. But um, Rent was recently in Richmond. Mm. And so, you know, that song with all, all the minutes. And yeah. I was like, gosh, I wonder how many minutes I've had <laughs> cancer. I actually really like that song. Yeah. 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 It's a great song. And, but I was like, Oh, you know, how many minutes have I had cancer? And the number was just astonishing. I'm like, okay, this is just crap. I don't, you know, that's just too much. Do you want to sing it for us? I really don't. We would (laughs) lose so many subscribers. Okay. So tell everyone, tell everyone what you're dealing with now. Yeah. So right now, um, uh, about the, about, um, spring last year, which coincidentally was the same time that Emma was graduating high school, right? So that was the big goal that I had kind of pushed forward for such a long time. Like I need to, you know, the reason why I wrote out all of those napkins was that I wanted a napkin for each lunch day in case I died. Um, And, you know, miraculously we reached graduation with, you know, it, it really was, you know, something that was unexpected and, and right around graduation, um, I w- we found three new tumors, right? So I had a I had a new growth on my liver, one in my lung, and one in my brain. And you know we decided that um, the brain one was pretty severe, and that we er, s- severe enough that we really didn't want to let it to try to continue to grow. So I had radiation brain surgery in early September. The other two. Um, my survival rate wouldn't go up by taking them out. Um, so, and we started a, a new treatment called nivolumab, which is a monthly immunotherapy treatment. And, you know, so far the, everything seems to be responding in a way that my doctors expect, but that means that I still have cancer in my body. It's, it's not growing, it's not spreading. Um, you know, I, I have scans, I have brain scans every three months. I have chest, abdomen, and pelvis scans every four months. So it seems like I'm always either getting treatment or getting a scan. And um, and the treatments, I have to say, compared to when I was taking daily chemo, the treatments are a walk in the park in comparison. However, um, you know, I'm starting. I'm I'm starting to continue to be fatigued, which is, you know, it's, that's always a pain in the ass when you wake up tired, right? I mean, that's just, it, it's difficult to, to bound out of bed and start your day with a big smile when you wake up and you think, oh, I really need another six hours of sleep. Um, and at this point, I'm starting to feel some other side effects, which are again, minor in comparison to what I was experiencing before. But my, my 
joints and my body is body is aching and um, I'm starting to, to cough and have some lung irritation. Um, you know, it's, it's not it's not all the time. It's not all day, every day. But I'm starting to notice that. Um, is that from the treatment? It is. It should be. For, yeah. I mean, we're assuming it's from the treatment. Yeah. Um, I could just have a mild cold and and not and it hasn't progressed any further. Um, and I also have uh, this is fun too. Um, I have a rash kind of like covering the sides of my torso and my and my thighs. Um, so we've tried some prescription ointments to try to get rid of it. It's not working. So I just, you know, I've invested in, in Eucerin and I'm buying a ton of Eucerin. And as long as I use that a couple of times a day, the rash is manageable, but it's there. And, and that's a really common side effect from this treatment too. So I want to back up for a second because it was a pretty big deal when we hit Emma's graduation because, you know, when napkin notes was initially kind of when it really became public and you got a lot of attention and the book came out and everything, it was originally because you were this dad writing notes to your daughter to be able to have one in her lunchbox in case something didn't happen to you. And so it was a pretty big deal when Emma graduated. And I remember having conversations with you like, Garth, you made it. You realized your goal. But at the same time, it was almost like a little bit, it was just, it was really sucky in that you realized this amazing goal and then you got diagnosed with all this other stuff. It was kind of at the same time. And so I remember having a lot of conversations with you about this and, um, you know, trying to be really happy. And then we didn't, we didn't really completely know what we were dealing with at first. Right. And you, we didn't know how you were going to respond to some of the treatments either. So it was kind of one of those really bittersweet moments when you did it and then, oh yeah, but here we are. It, it was, it was, it, and it was a real challenge too, from a physical perspective, because I felt fine. We, um, I had actually, I felt like this year, as we were coming into February, March, that for the first time in four years, I had a good handle on managing the worst side effects from that chemo. And so I'm, I'm feeling, you know, not fantastic, but I'm feeling pretty positive every day. And yeah, I had to jump through a lot of hoops to make sure that I felt good, but those hoops were easy to jump through. You, and, you had learned how to manage. Right, right. And, and, you know, thank you, by the way, you, you obviously influenced some of the things that we were doing. Um, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, you know, we see this spot on your liver. Um, and I thought, to be honest, I thought, hey, you know what? We've seen spots there before. It's probably just the same thing. And I remember my doctor at that point said, yeah, you know, no, um, we're going to treat this because we haven't seen something on your liver in a while. We're going to treat this as something that's brand new and an early indication that your treatment is failing. And let's be honest, Garth, we could the brain the brain discovery was a big blow. Um, yep. I mean, that was really hard. That was really hard for you to hear. That was really hard for me to hear. And we weren't expecting it. And so that was really scary. It, it was. And and also just, again, one of those fluke things where my oncologist said, hey, you know, you haven't had a brain scan in, um, in, in a couple of years. Um, I would like to run one 
as we're starting this new treatment because we just want to know. We just want to see what we see. Yeah. And let's say, so the new treatment that Garth was going on, so there's this thing called, and Garth, correct me with all this. I'm going to try to simplify a lot of the medical terminology, but there's like what we call a brain wall barrier, brain body barrier. Blood brain barrier. Yep. What is the blood brain barrier, right? Yes. And the medication that you were going on, um, a lot of times when you take medication, it doesn't go, it doesn't impact your brain. Correct. And so the medication that you happen to be going on was one that was actually going to um, go th- up and impact what was going on, if anything, in your brain. And so um, it was kind of good luck, I'm going to say that, that you happen to have started a treatment that was perfect for what we ended up finding out, correct? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it totally, you know, I I don't want to say totally random, but this particular treatment is the best possible treatment for a patient like me. And it, you know, the success rate is 30%. Yeah. 1%. it's, but but again, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know where you were going with the whole blood blood brain thing. And I'll well, what, did, what were you going to say? One percent. What was oh, that? So one percent of patients actually um, see a complete reduction in their tumors. Okay. So meanwhile, Emma's graduated. Now Emma's going to college. So it's like Emma's going to college. You're getting her ready, and you're dealing with all of the stuff at the same time. And I just remember feeling like I knew how hard it was for me to take Zoe to college and do all that, blah blah blah. And then you got y'all were dealing with this at the same time. And so I don't think people really realize because you have you have always been so positive and upbeat that you really. During that time, you were dealing with some pretty hard things emotionally just to even have Emma go to school and then to have realized your goal of getting her through high school, which was amazing, but then to be kind of hit in the face with this at the same time and then having to go through treatment and then kind of watching Emma knowing that Emma knew everything that was going on with you while she was settling into college. So it was just a lot. It really was. It, it was. And in fact, my brain surgery day was her first day of classes. I know. Right. I know. And, 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 yeah. and, and there's part of me who was like, ah, oh, you know, I, I can't believe that I'm having to go through this. And no, and there's a part of me that also says, I, you know, I'm adding this burden to yeah. Emma you yeah, know, her first day of classes should be shouldn't have to be saddled with. Oh, my dad's having brain surgery yeah. that no, day. No, I mean, I think I felt that as well. I mean, I texted Emma that day. Um, you know, I, I hated it. I hated it for her. I hated it for you. I just, but then, I mean, it just it was what it is. What it it is what it is, right? But I mean, it it was a lot of sucky stuff to have to deal with all at once. It was, and and you know, there's the other thing too, where um, I feel to a certain extent. You know, obviously, this situation doesn't just impact me, right? It impacts my wife Lisa. It impacts my dog. It impacts yeah. Emma, right? And it, it's it's stupid things where you know, at nine o'clock at night, it, it's very likely that I look at Lisa and I'm like, I I have to go to bed. And you know, I know that you might want to watch a Netflix show with me or spend some time with me, but I'm I'm done. I don't have any more gas for the day. Okay, so let's let's tell people kind of where you are now. 
Well, so today's probably the worst day for us to record this because I actually feel pretty okay today. <laughs> okay, but that's, but that's okay. That's a good thing. Okay. So. Um, and, and, and you know why it is? Because you just I, had treatment. I, I just had treatment. I'm past the side effects a little bit. Um, I just had a jog with Charlie, my dog. Yeah. Right, so I'm feeling the endorphins from the jog. Um, it's not cold today, so my body's not, you know, yeah. aching from the cold. Um, but in general, um, you know, today's today so far is shaping up to be a good day. I'm also looking forward to watching the Patriots win this afternoon. <laughs> um, but uh, so point of reference for anybody who's listening today's Super Bowl Sunday. So Garth doesn't you don't really know how you're going to feel, I think. On a day-to-day -day basis. I, I don't. And that's, you know, it's a huge challenge. I've spent the last three or four nights waking up in the middle of the night between two and three o'clock in massive pain. I and yeah, well, I didn't. I, I, what's, the pain, what's the pain? On, like, what's, where is it? It's in my side. Um, so kind of on, on, on the edge of my right ribs. Should you, and, okay. okay. And the muscles are just spasming. Mm. Um, so, and it's been so intense that I've, I've had to wake up, I take Tylenol, I take a muscle relaxer, and then I try to go back to sleep. Um, so I'm losing a couple of hours of sleep in the middle there and it's painful um, hours. And you, you know, you put, you bring up something else, which is we're talking about kidney cancer here, which means that Garth can't take a lot uh, yeah. of pain medicine that <sighs> maybe would be able to alleviate some of the pain. Yeah, I'm not supposed to take anything that's not so Tylenol is okay. Other over the counter stuff that might be better, I can't take because it's processed in the kidneys yeah, and I only right. have one. Yeah. Um and I'm really reluctant to take something that is much stronger um because I still have to be able to get up and work the next day. Okay. So I feel like you've kind of settled into I go to UVA and I do this treatment once a month and it takes pretty much a whole day and I'm going to maybe feel a little yucky a few, for a few days later. And you, you've done this for about six months and you have about, I believe you said a year and a half left that you're going to be on this treatment. Yeah. So the goal for this treatment yeah. is to get through two years. If, if it, if it, is able to arrest the cancer for two years, you know, so we don't see any new growth or spread. Which is looking good because that's kind of where we have been with this. Yep. So far, so good. Um, after two years, the studies indicate that a lot of kidney cancer patients have long lasting impact from that treatment, which means they can go off the treatment, but their body still acts as if it's on treatment and uh, you you generally don't see growth in your cancer at that point. So Garth, how does it make you feel to live with this every day? It, shit, it's just so damn tiring. I mean, um, there there are days, um, and, and to be honest, I, I think it was easier when Emma was home um, because I kind of had that day-to-day -day purpose, like, okay, I need to, I need to get up today. I need to make sure that I'm doing well. I need to, you know, I, there was kind of like this, I need to make sure that I'm there for Emma. Um, yeah. 
Like you have to put on a positive <clears throat> face to kind of show her that it kind of helped you in a way. Absolutely. Because yeah. because there's there was part of me that always thought, you know, when Emma comes up against a difficult situation, I want her to think back and say, okay, my dad had this really difficult situation and was able to get through it. So I can, I can do that too. So what are you doing to help yourself every day get up with that same attitude? Well, to be honest, I haven't been. Okay. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's where I am. And so what does that look like? <clears throat> I don't know what you mean by that. I mean, doing nothing. <laughs> like, what does that, what well, does it look well, so like when Garth is feeling down? Like, what does that mean? Are you like, are you on the couch binge watching Netflix? Are you having a pity? I mean, wh what are you yeah, doing? So, so I'm, I'm, you know what? It's the worst. It's, it's worse than that. I'm just going through the motions of life, right? It's, you know, I get up, I go to work. We, you know, cook dinner. I walk the dog a couple of times a day, but I'm not necessarily enjoying anything. I'm not necessarily planning anything. Um, and, and here's the worst part. I know what I should be doing, right? I, I, it's, it's not like I haven't been through this before. It's not like you and I haven't talked about it. It's not like, it's not like, um, I couldn't go to any random Buzzfeed, um, you know, top seven ways to boost your, uh, you know, boost your spirits during cancer. I'm sure that Buzzfeed has done something like that. Right. Um, you know, I know the things that I should be doing. I need to be getting good sleep. I need to be exercising. I need to be eating well. I need to be going to my therapist. I need to be doing all of these things. And to be brutally honest, I haven't been, and I haven't wanted to. Do and you, do you think you've been a little depressed? Yeah, you know, that that's a really tough um yes. I but I also recognize that my depression, if we want to call it that, is situational. Absolutely. Like, and completely so, justifiable. Yeah, um I mean, but you know, I what I don't want to do is I certainly don't want to take away from folks that have depression because they have they actually have something that is, you know, that their their brain isn't putting out a right chemical, or they're, you know, they they that they've been through some type of really tough trauma. You know, Garth just anyone, has cancer. I don't think anyone would feel that you are minimizing anyone else's situation by saying what you are experiencing. And I, I think, truly, as a very close friend of yours, I think that you have been feeling a little depressed lately. I, I wouldn't disagree with that. So how does that make you feel to admit that? It's really hard to admit it, right? I mean, look, look Dara, you you know, you've, you've read my book. You, I'm sure you've read all of my blog posts, right? Um, <laughs> and you've loved all of them. You can probably quote them word for word, right? Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you know, you know that my, my public face is also my private face. Yeah, right? I, I don't about you, a hundred percent. I I don't you know I don't fake, I I don't fake stuff. I um, I I really like to be real. Um, and in general, I would say over the situation that I've you know that I've had for the past seven years, um, the bulk of it. You know, 75, 80% of it has been really positive, forward thinking. Um, I'm going to beat this. Not a problem. I've got it. Um, and, don't, and it don't you think you're entitled to have some of those moments where you 
say, okay, I'm, I'm sick of this. Why me? Why am I going through this? I mean, don't you think that you're entitled to have some of those, those moments? You know, I think one of the challenges I have with that is that I, I feel like it's a step backwards because I feel I, it just, it takes me back to the time when I was having nightmares about cancer um, I was in a really dark place. I wasn't being a good husband or father. I was really struggling with, you know, the specter of death on the horizon all the time. Um, even though really I, from a, from a, a physical standpoint and a health standpoint, when I was having those thoughts, I was actually in a much better place than I am now. Um, but it was just new cancer was yeah. too new for me back then. Um, and so I feel like, um, I feel like it's such a regression because a year ago, you know, to be honest, with the exception of the brain tumor, everything else was pretty, you know, pretty much the same. Yeah. You used to do something called a, taking a cancer day. And for those of you who don't know what that is, I think Garth would say to his family, okay, everyone, I'm feeling down today, or I'm feeling kind of yucky, and I'm just going to take a cancer day. And I think you would give yourself maybe a day where you would pretty much kind of wallow in self-pity and feel kind of yucky and give into these feelings, but then you would move forward after that day. But then I think you found that when you gave yourself permission to kind of have those that, that day, you didn't really need them as much. Yeah. So usually um, what was interesting after I got after I got through that initial cancer day, the subsequent cancer days were physical, not mental. OK. Right. It was like, oh, you know, okay. I'm, I'm really feeling crappy today. I think that I need to take it easy and not do anything. Whereas now it's, you know. It's, 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 it's a hundred percent mental. So when was the last time you had a cancer day? Mm, it's been a while. So was, why? You know, some, I think, <laughs> I think some of it is it's, it's harder actually now that Emma's out of the house and it's because I feel, I feel more responsible for, um, getting things done around the house or, um, spending time with Lisa because I know that we're both we're both still struggling with with our daughter off at college, yeah. um, and so I feel I, I feel almost like if I were to say to Lisa, "Hey, I need a cancer day. I'm gonna go not be around." I feel like that's something that's just it's hard. Um, it's, that would be hard for her because she wouldn't have Emma there to distract her. Is right. that what you're saying? Right. And and if and I almost feel like I, I almost I would need to plan it to say, hey, I'm gonna go do this. Please make sure that you have, you know, that you have coffee with a friend planned or something planned that that afternoon that you can, you know, occupy yourself and not look at me like I'm being a schlub and don't want to be with you. Because that's not it. It's that I just need I need to be a schlub by myself. Well, you know, maybe maybe you need to have maybe you need to schedule a cancer day. I do. I really and, do. And and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So there's no, you should be doing this. I think you're doing the best you can with the hand that you've been dealt. And I think most people listening to this would argue that you are doing unbelievably well. 
And so it's not really three steps backwards to say, I need to take a cancer day. In fact, it's probably a really beneficial mental health, recharging yourself, kind of working through some things. I think you would feel better if you did that after you did it. Yeah. You know, what was interesting as you were saying that I just, I, I started to smile because I'm like, Hey, every day with me is a cancer day, <laughs> but I just need to make a more special one. <laughs> but, it's, but every day really isn't a cancer day because you're working full time. You're doing all the things that is, that are expected of Garth. And so that's the thing. You haven't really given yourself permission to take those three steps backwards and sit and feel sorry for yourself and blah, 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 and work through some things that, and you know, what you did in your previous cancer days that, that helped you kind of feel a little bit better, but <laughs> you I, don't think, wanna, I think what? you judge yourself a little bit. Of course I do, Dara. <laughs> <laughs> I am my worst critic. But I I mean, you know, haven't you learned anything on the Thrive podcast? In that, I mean, you judging yourself is such wasted energy and, and holding yourself to these standards that um, you know, even the Garth Callahan deserves to um feel sorry for himself. And there it's okay. So I give you permission to have a cancer day and whatever that means to you. And that's, yeah, you know, that's, I think, that's not you doing what mm, you shouldn't be doing. That's actually you taking care of yourself. I, I know. And, you know, I think one of the big challenges, and I, I don't know if this is a Garth thing or if it's a guy thing or whatever, is that I think that we're, you know, I know personally, I've been really bad about self-care. Part of it is that I haven't, that's never, that's never something that guys are taught, right? I mean, yeah. think back when I was in Little League, if, if I got beaned by a ball or something like that, or I, you know, something was wrong, you know, the coach's answer is rub some dirt on it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Walk don't it go, off. Don't go home and take an Epsom salts bath with a shot of eucalyptus. <laughs> that's yeah. right, right. Don't, don't go meditate. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. And, and so the... As, as much as that needs to be part of my routine, it's it's not. And I will say I'm getting really good about at least attempting to take a few minutes every day and meditate. Um, I'm, I'm really getting good about looking forward to going out into nature with my dog, Charlie, um, as long as it's not 20 degrees. Uh, because I know that that hour or so that we're walking is it's good for her. It's good for me. Yeah. Um, and and I and, but some of the other things um, are are harder for me to kind of embrace. Um, I I you know I'm so glad that I decided to run with with Charlie this morning because it even though it wasn't a long run and it wasn't very intense, it was enough that I I I could feel my blood kind of coursing through my veins and I just felt much more alive this morning than I have in a long time. That's amazing, Garth. Yeah, you know, and and again, it it goes to show, hey, I knew the right thing to do. Well, it's um, hard to it's hard to take that first step, <clears throat> especially when you aren't feeling good and you get into kind of a pattern of feeling yucky and 
you just kind of settle into, okay, I've been dealing with this for six and a half years and now I'm in a new treatment and I feel blah, 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 and I'm tired of it. And it's, it's not, look, you're human. And of course you're going to be feeling some of these things, but the fact that you got yourself out there and you were like, okay, I'm going to do this. You pushed yourself forward. And that's where, you know, that resilience really comes in and the importance of having a positive attitude or tools that you can lean on when you really need them. And I think that's why we talk a lot about, and we have self care because it's important to have tools that you can count on, not necessarily when you're feeling great, but when you're not feeling great and you are so used to kind of doing those things or going through those routines because they, they work. And so I congratulate you for getting yourself out there and for doing what you did today and, and then, and it feels good. And so maybe tomorrow you'll say, okay, it felt really good yesterday. Even if I don't feel like doing it today, I'm going to get out there. And then you're going to be so glad you did. Oh yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's interesting because right. We know, we know the right thing to do, but inertia, inertia works both ways. Totally. Right. So the inertia, when most people talk about inertia, it's the, the movement, right? It's easier to continue a movement that you've started and, and, you know, to get up and run every day or to get up and do something every day. That's inertia. But really inertia, the other side of that is it's also really difficult to, um, to get that momentum built. Yeah. So Garth, I think a lot of people view you as their hero, whether or not you want to agree or not, that's not for discussion. But I, I think a lot of people really do view, view you as this amazing guy who's such a great dad and such a beautiful husband and friend. And, um, you know, he's been dealt this really hard hand and he's been dealing with it for, for six and a half years and, and look at him and he is a hero. And so I think it's really amazing and important and brave for us to be saying that even heroes have hard days. And so even heroes have hard moments, uh, times when they don't feel good. And maybe they're thinking, I'm tired of this, or, you know, I don't want to go out for that walk, or I do want to just sit in and um, feel sorry for myself. And so the takeaway for those people listening is that if you're dealing with a really hard situation, sometimes it's okay to give yourself permission to say, you know what? I don't feel good. This sucks. This is not what I want to deal with. And to take a cancer day or whatever it is that works for you. And at the same time, remember that the day after you have a choice and you can either stay in that space or you can move forward. And I, I really want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, and, and when Dara says she really wants to hear your thoughts, that means if you're listening to this podcast, we want to hear your thoughts. On no, it. no, that's actually um, not really. No, 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 no. I, no, <laughs> I know she wants to hear my thoughts. She wants to hear Garth's thoughts. I get it. Um, but, 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 you know, if you are listening, um, look, I, we've, we've talked about all of these different tips and tricks about self-care and how to get Garth off of the cancer couch. Um, if you have something that has worked for you, that um, that you think might be something good for Gar, something for me to add to my toolbox. Yeah, I want to know, right? So if if for some reason I don't know, maybe you bake five dozen gingerbread cookies and give them away. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. I want to know because, hey, you know what, that that might be something interesting for me to try. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, I think um, it, it's interesting. Two things is that I have, and I know this, um, people have started to notice that I've really pulled back from social media and posting pictures and blog posts and whatnot. In the past few weeks, I probably have two or three, four people a day send me a message and they've said, hey, are you okay? We've yeah. noticed yeah, um, I'm getting that as well. Yeah. From people that say, hey, what's going on with Garth? Hey, you know what? Isn't that scary when Dara gets a message about Garth and his his wellness? Um, it's not scary. It means that people care about you and they have noticed that you've been kind of, you've pulled back a little bit, but yeah. you know, so it's okay. You've part, just been. Yeah. I, and, and I've just, I haven't, you know, here's, here's the biggest reason why I, I've stopped. And, and I started back again this week because I recognize that reason. And I think that that reason, although it is valid to a certain extent is also, um, it's just an excuse. But the reason why I pulled back was I recognized that at every time that I acknowledged my situation, that I was acknowledging it, right? Every time I posted a picture of me uh, wearing a Star Wars shirt while I was getting my treatment, that meant I had cancer and I was getting treatment, right? So it was a constant reminder of my situation. And it, it, it just kind of dawned on me in the past few weeks that that's why I had pulled back. It wasn't because I didn't want to. It was because I was tired of reminding myself and... I so need, was there was there a picture today of you on your walk with Charlie saying it's there, <laughs> taking a great walk? No, because I didn't think about it because I was just so in the moment okay. of the walk. All right, well that's great. Yeah. Um no, but I did actually take a picture last week while I was doing my immunotherapy infusion. Um and posted that and and acknowledged the fact that I haven't been posting lately. Yeah. Um but so really Um, I think for me, I know, right. I know the steps that I need to take. I am not, you know, this isn't my first rodeo. Mm. Um, you know, I don't even know where that saying came from. I mean, obviously there was a first rodeo somewhere for somebody, but, but I, you know what, you know what to do to help yourself. I know what to do to help myself. I, I need to go, I need to make it a practice to be running even though I hate running, it actually makes me feel really good. And I think I hate long distance running. So running for a mile or two is, is a good thing for me. Um, I need to go to the gym. I need to, I need to cook dinner more because I know that I I really enjoy cooking dinner for Lisa. It's something that makes me happy and it makes her day easier. Um, I need to, I need to not regret having to get up and walk my dog in the morning. And you need to re- recognize that even heroes have hard days. Yeah. I, you know, what's so interesting about that, Dara, is that my introduction um, to comic books was uh, my, my very first girlfriend. And I don't think she, I, she wasn't my girlfriend at the time. I was in fourth grade or whatever. Um, her name is Tracy. And she had this like hardback book of DC comics. And it was my first introduction to Batman. And I didn't remember, I didn't remember this until just now, but Batman was like one of my favorite heroes as a kid. 
and he was just a regular guy, right? I mean, he didn't have superpowers. He wasn't from a different planet. He wasn't infused with radioactive spider juice, right? I mean, he was just a guy and he had hard times. Um, and, and, and it's tough. Look, you know, I, the reason why we're doing this today is that I want everybody out there to know that I'm having a tough time and not because I want your sympathy or I want your, I don't want that. That's not what we're looking for, but I want you to recognize that if you have a difficult situation, it's actually okay to acknowledge that you're in a difficult situation. I love exactly what you just said, which is it's okay to admit that you are in a hard situation and acknowledge that you don't like it. And, um, we talk a lot about resilience and having a positive attitude and attitude and all the things that you can do to help yourself. And sometimes the way you help yourself is just to admit that, you know what, I'm having a hard time. Yep. And so I am. So one of the things uh, he, we're, we're going to end on a, um, a napkin note. Um, and the reason why I picked this is because we are acknowledging my struggle right now. And we're being public about it. And I hope that somebody listening who might have a, a struggle in their life recognizes that it's it's okay to have the struggle. Um, it's, it's not okay to give up on it. Um, it's okay to take a pause. Um, but this, yeah. th- this is a note that I wrote to Emma and I heard it after um, this woman gave um, a commencement address at a, a, a college graduation. And um, the the woman is Amy Wambach. Um, she's a two-time Olympian. Mm-hmm. Um, and her quote is, you are allowed to be disappointed when it feels like life's benched you. Mm. What you aren't allowed to do is miss your opportunity to lead from the bench. I love that so much. And I love how you talked about taking a pause. I think that's really important. Yeah. So I, I, um, so that's where I am, everybody. Uh, I really want to thank everybody for tuning in and your support and your messages. And I will, I promise that I will get up and I will do the right thing to take care of me tomorrow and the next day. And that's all we can do. That's right. Yep. Every single day, do the best you can with the hand you've been dealt every single day. Thanks for listening. Thrive is created by Dara Kurtz of Crazy Perfect Life and Garth Callahan, the Napkin Notes Dad, with the hope that we help you develop motivation and inspiration to make your life remarkable. I invite you to get my free audio download, Reclaim Your Life, at crazyperfectlife.com with tips and tools to help you feel your best. It would mean so much to us if you shared this with your friends and family and left us a review on iTunes. Remember, you deserve to thrive. Thrive Podcast is copyrighted by Dara and Garth.